Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. All right, here we go. It's a brand new edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis, 16th of August, 2023. Counting down the days to another season, getting closer and closer. Starting to see the official sundown time, sunset, if you will, before 8 p.m. Days are getting shorter. We're getting closer and closer, 56 days now, or 57 days, until the NHL season begins for the Flyers in Columbus against the Blue Jackets on October 12th. 40 days till the Flyers kick off and drop the puck on the preseason. And there's been a lot of change this summer. We've talked about subtraction quite a bit, but there was some addition as well. One of those additions was a veteran NHL defenseman, Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl's been in the National Hockey League for many years. He's played over 1,100 NHL games, 1,101 to be exact. He has played 892 in his 13 seasons with the New York Rangers, played 127 with the Detroit Red Wings, and last year played for the Florida Panthers, all 82, and played in all of their playoff games as well. 21 of them last season. He's a veteran of over 128 playoff games in his career. Been to the cup final twice. And let's get to know the man right now. And he joins us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Mark, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. How's your summer been? It's been a short summer for you because you played a lot of hockey into the spring and early summer. Yeah, it was a good short summer for that reason. So um, uh, it's been been busy, but um, yeah, no, it's in... uh, it's been fun, and it kind of got itchy, getting itchy to get back at it already, which is always a good sign. You've been around a long time. You played a, a lot of playoff games, 128 of them. What is the difference when you end in June as opposed to ending in April or early May on the body and mind and the emotion, all of it? Yeah, I mean, it's so much fun when you're doing it, and yeah, um, you know, you're you're so mentally and physically engaged in it, and I think generally. When you go that far, it, it takes takes two three weeks to kind of wind down and 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 um, you know kind of mentally refresh. But you know, I found at the same time you kind of uh, it's kind of easier to pick back up. I think you're 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 the least amount of time off. Your body kind of just stays stays in a rhythm and stays with it, and it's kind of easier to to get prepared again for the next season because the turnaround is so short. So um, uh, yeah, in, in that way, it's been good. A lot of adrenaline you run through in those playoffs and and all those rounds, and I'm sure it was incredibly exciting for you guys. And from the first round against Boston, you know, to get all the way to the Cup final, unfortunately, unable to uh, to get the the chalice at the end. And you've been to the Cup finals twice. You know, you're 36 now. You've played a lot of hockey. How, how's your training changed over the years? I, I always talk with veteran players, and it's work smarter, not harder. And you learn your body more, and you learn what your body needs going into a season. How's that changed for you? Yeah, I mean, I agree with all those things. I think, um, you know, I, don't, I usually don't stick to to one method or, or one thing. And like you said, each off season, you might have something going on with your body where you need to to, to change your change your regimen a bit. But um, like you said, I think for me, as you get older, the strength and, and, and that kind of stuff, it's not that hard to maintain or, or get back. It's more of uh, making sure you're you're moving in the, in the right direction and your body's, you know, kind of more in tune as far as just low back, hips, all that stuff needs to be, I mean, it needs to be taken care of the, the longer you go. So, um, yeah, I've learned to just 
um, kind of figure it out and take each off season as, as it comes. And, and uh, I kind of go from there and just make sure that when camp starts, you're, you're ready to go. And um, I'm looking forward to it in September here. To say you come from a hockey family would kind of be an understatement, I think. Uh, you know, three brothers, they've all played in the league as well. Um, three of you guys are still active. You're the only D of the Stahl brothers. How did you end up on the blue line? And, and how did Jared, not your youngest brother, not end up as a goalie where you guys were just firing pucks at him all growing up. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, none of us like playing goalie. We all tried it for like a, a bit and it just all four of us just really just didn't like doing it. So, it, I mean, we didn't, uh, we didn't pressure any, anybody into, into, into getting into the net. We always just played hit the post and that was our, that was our goalie. Um, and as far as being a demon, I think I was like eight or nine, or something like that and there's a nine-year-old team and in order for me to make it as an eight-year-old uh they asked if i would play d and my dad asked me if, if i would do that and i said yeah and then i just kind of fell in love with the position and 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 uh, i got to play more i, I remember that as a kid america's there's four oh, minutes so you just get on the ice more so i was like all right i get to play more and uh i just really love that part of it and and then just went from there yeah three d pairs four lines do the math right and you just yeah. end up on the ice more yeah um, no and when especially when you're going you want to play as much as possible you've played over 20 minutes a night average in your career in the 16 seasons um you know over 1100 games i mentioned 128 playoff games you're going to bring a lot of experience to this flyers team and some young guys on that blue line like cam york um you know what what is that experience and how much do you enjoy kind of passing the knowledge that you've gained over your career on to younger players, kind of making it full circles. I'm sure you had some of that when you first got into the league from some veteran guys as well. Yeah, for sure. And, and a lot of times it's not even picking guys brains when you're young. Uh, even for me, um, a lot of it's just watching and, and learning and, and seeing what guys do on a day to day basis and you know, what they're eating and, and everyone is different. Right. So, and, and you kind of have to figure out your own, um your own way and, and what makes you at your best every day and and um learning to do that consistently every day i think is a hard part uh when you're younger trying to every day just coming to the practice coming to or playing the games being at your best consistently is the, from the mental side of it um takes practice and takes learning and experience and um you know i, I had a lot of great players to learn from as i went through it and um if I can be a sounding board or, or someone uh, just to talk to you about that, uh, enjoy that part of it now. Um, talking to all those, all those young guys about it. When you signed with the Flyers, Danny Breers mentioned that, you know, he was surprised that you were interested in coming to Philadelphia. Uh, you played for Torts before, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, but why the Flyers? I know East Coast travel is definitely a part of it. You, you were in New York for many years. You played over 800 games there. And the East Coast travel, you sleep in your own bed a lot more in the Northeast Corridor than maybe you do in yeah. some other places. You're in Detroit as well, so you know what that's like. Uh, but why sign with Flyers? You know, I think, um, like I said, I think being back up here, my family's close to around here, was, was which was a big part of it. Um, the familiar, familiarity with, with torts um, and um, just the opportunity to play again. They, they were when I, when I reached out and, and asked if they were interested and, and they um, were extremely excited to, to bring me on board. And I was just 
uh, it felt really encouraging. And uh, I've spent a ton of years playing against the Flyers. And I've always, well, from all the guys I've talked to, I've played there, the organization, the way they treat you, how it's run, um, the fan base, the the intensity, and uh, enjoy the the pressure and the the scrutiny or the the attention you get uh, um, in playing in, in markets like that, and it just uh, checked a lot of boxes for me. And uh, so I was just you know very excited to, to be able to to get there and to to be able to compete again for another season. Sometimes it just kind of feels right. Um, you mentioned you know playing for Torts again. You played for them um, with the Rangers for many years. And how have you kind of seen Torts evolve as a coach? You know, one of the narratives about Torts is, oh, he's so hard on the players. He burns out quick. He doesn't let – he actually, his average length of tenure is one of the highest in the NHL in the last 30 years. Yeah. Um, but he is a guy that pushes hard. How have you seen his evolution? And and you're looking forward to the the evolved, more evolved Torts now from your days maybe with the Rangers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously I haven't played for him in quite some time. So, um, um um, I'll be uh, I'm going in there. I mean, I, I've, I've spoken with them over the years uh, here and there. Um, but, you know, I think, like you said, he's uh, he's he's hard. He keeps everyone accountable. He's very honest. Um, but as a player, uh, I always found he's very easy to play for. He doesn't he asks you to work. He will ask you to compete, actually just show up every day and, and be professional. Um, and if you if you give that every day, um, uh, you're not going to have very many issues. So I think you just have to uh, go in and work. And, and I don't know, and I always love competing. And um, you know, he can uh, he can get a room going and, and get guys to to buy in and compete. And and hopefully, um, you know, we can um, start off strong and, and ha- have a great season. And kind of my talking to guys that played for Torts over the years in different stops, the guys all that didn't have a problem with Torts or all the guys that in my opinion are play what I call an honest game. They, they hold themselves. They don't need somebody else to hold themselves accountable. They do that on their own. And if you do that, I think that that goes a long way with a guy like Torts. You, you played with Lundquist in New York. What was it like playing with Hank? Because, you know, we got to see a lot of them here against the, you know, the Flyers as a Ranger goaltender. And, you know, he's just such an interesting guy doing a great job on TV now, but what was it like playing with a guy like Henrik Lundquist? I mean, it was, it was great. Cause he saved my, saved my bacon quite a few times. Yeah. Um, I won't lie. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's the same with a lot of guys. I think just the, the competitiveness of them and, and the, the will to, to win. I, I always loved and respected how he practiced. He just competed always. And I think that wore off on a lot of players and just the, how hard, you know, I mean, you can kind of you get to a certain point in your career when you're at a certain level and you can kind of start coasting and you know he never took days off he played if he could play in a game he wanted to play and 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 uh i always had a lot of respect uh for him in that regard and uh he backstopped us on you know obviously we didn't get it done but um we had a lot of success with him in the net and it was always a lot of fun playing for him I remember talking to Marty Buran. He's like, how can I get off the ice when this guy just doesn't get off the ice at the end of practice? He's like, I'd be out there forever going, come on, dude, let's get to the room. Absolutely. (laughs) Taking shootout after shootout attempt. Uh, (laughs) Just incredible. Uh, Playing playing for the Flyers, you know, one of the other things Danny Breer mentioned was, you know, if if you guys fall out of the playoff race, that you would be a guy that 
they would try and move and get into a situation to go chase a cup. You've been to that final twice with the Rangers and obviously this past year with the Florida Panthers. And, uh, you know, Carolina is a team that all of your brothers have played for. Uh, but to check that box and actually get to lift that trophy is something that I'm sure you do not want to exit the game without doing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the dream, right? And that's why you get into playoffs and you you put your your body and your mind through that type of thing to, to reach the goal of winning the cup and, and having that moment with your family and friends and for yourself. So something that I'm still thriving for and dreaming of. And, um, you know, it's, it's a hard trophy to win. I've learned that over the year, over my years. And, um, you know, if it happens, it happens, uh, I'd be super excited, but, uh, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, you know, you can't plan for anything like that. You know, you, you gotta get, gotta get lucky, get on the right team in the right situation, and, and hopefully it works out. But um, you know, I'm going into the season as a flyer and excited to be there and and ready to compete with these guys and and you know move that needle in the right direction and uh, and have a great season. Um, you've played the, like a, a lot of games in the league. How long do you want to play? How's how's the body feel? Or are you just gonna go year by year at this point? Going, okay, I feel good now. Let's we'll reassess at the at the proper time. Yeah, I think it's more of a year by year thing for me at this point. It's uh, I physically I feel great. Um, I've been lucky over the last you know five six years to to, to be relatively healthy, uh, and uh, if I can stay healthy and and I still love competing and um, um, yeah, I'll I'll play as long as I can. I mean, it's it's a thing where once it's once it's gone, it's gone. It ain't coming back. So. Um, you know, I, I love to compete and, uh, I'll keep doing it if, uh, um, as long as I can. Can you imagine not preparing for a hockey season at this? I mean, this game is giving well, that's you so why much. I'm still, that's why I'm still doing it. It mortifies me. So, I, it's yeah, all, yeah, it's, all, it's all I know how, it's all I've known how to do my rest of my whole life. So, um, do you just kind of push those thoughts out of your brain? Like even thinking about that, because it, it is, it's scary. Like you have the rigidity of being a player and. You know, the, the schedule, you have your off season, but then you get into the season and a, a lot of where you got to be and when you got to be there is dictated, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's got to be, it, I would imagine it's incredibly daunting. Yeah. It's just, you know, since I've been four or five years old, I'm, you know, I'm a, hockey, I'm, I'm a hockey player, you know, that's yeah. just what I do. That's my job. It's my life. And so, yeah, when that's, when that's done, it's a, yeah, it's a bit of a scary thing, right? You don't know where you're going to go next or what you're going to do. Um, but, um, uh, you know, at the same time, I, I have three kids and, and a wife and, and uh, I have a lot of fun with them at home. And, and if, if that ends and I get to spend more time with them doing that, you know, I'll, I'll figure that out. But like you said, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a different, it's a different thing. Does your boy play? I know you have a son. Yeah, he's six. Yeah, he uh, he played last year in Florida a little bit. The the hockey programs down there were a, a bit different, but he he enjoyed it. He'll he'll probably play more this year again. Um, um, but um, same thing. I like I like my kids playing all bunch of different things, and um, if he loves it and takes to it, great. If not, uh, I'm okay with that too. Are you a firm believer? A lot of young players now, a lot of kids that grow are growing up Flyer fans. Listen to this podcast. I love to ask you this question because I'm a firm believer that you should put the skates away for a period of time. When you're growing up playing, get out there, play other sports, do other things, transferable skills. I don't care if it's tennis, baseball, soccer, whatever, but are you a believer that, you know, it shouldn't be hockey specific from like peewee age on up? Yeah. 
you know, it is different now than even when I grew up. Like I didn't, I barely skated in the summer, if at all, when I was growing up. And, um, you know, I feel like I'm just talking to parents that are going through it now. I feel like they, if, if they're not and other kids are, they're going to be falling behind. And I don't necessarily think that's true. I think, I mean, it's like any sport, you need to be an athlete, right? So, I mean, like you said, the, some of those sports you play help you on the ice, whether it be tennis or lacrosse or baseball or whatever. I think it just, um, and it's just good. It's just good mentally just to have to take a break and get that fire back in your belly to get back on the ice is always a, a positive thing. Um, yeah, but, but um, I mean, if you love it, you love it. Sometimes kids just love it and they want to be on the ice as much as they can, which is, which is a great thing too. Yeah, so many of these kids now too, Mark, you know, they come into the league watching these YouTube videos in their garage, working on these crazy stick skills and everything. Yeah. It's like, geez, man, what the heck? Yeah. The things they can do, it's insane the, yeah. the way they come in now, right? Yeah, the amount of, yeah, the stick skills are definitely from when I got in the league. But those guys, yeah, like you said, those young guys coming in now, they can do some crazy stuff with that puck and, and it's on a string. And that's just practice. That's just like you said, just, uh, learning those skills and, and, and to be able to apply them in an NHL game and to make a play like that, uh, that's, that's an impressive part because it's a lot of, a lot of kids can just flip a buck around, but it, it, it can't translate it into an NHL hockey game or a regular hockey game for that matter. But yeah. Uh, but now watching some of these guys come in they can, and it's, it's pretty impressive to watch. You remember who you scored your first NHL goal against? He was pretty good. Mr. Berdur. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> In my opinion, the best of all time, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that, that's not a bad guy to chalk up number one for, right? Yeah, no, it was pretty cool because I mean, it was, it was a big rival for us too at the time, yeah, and they were good. And and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a few months too, so I started gonna grip the stick a little tighter because I hadn't scored, <laughs> and like you know, it was I don't know how many games, maybe 20, 30 or something like that. So, uh, felt great. Um, yeah, definitely a memory that uh, that sticks out. The thing about it is, too, like yours didn't come like off the rump or something like that. It was a legit goal. Yeah. You know? Some guy scored yeah, their first shot it by a goalie. Off the shin yeah. It doesn't have that. But the, yeah. The last time I took a wrist shot by a goalie has been a long time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a cool moment. Awesome. Um, last thing for you um, is at this point, you know, we're in mid August. We're taping this on the 15th of August. People are going to hear it on the 16th, but, you know, the month of September is when, you know, guys start getting back on the ice with their teammates and everything. Is, is this the point where you really start kind of chomping at the bay? You're like, I, I, like I'm at the point now I'm like, all right, enough of this humidity and the warm wet. I can't stand it. I, I get miserable. Yeah. And I just want to get some structure back in my own life, get my kids back in school. I got three as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, are you at that point where you're just chomping at the bit to get going here? Yeah. Like I'm, once you get into like this, yeah, late August, early September, the skates with, you know, the, the prep skates are, you know, they're, they're fine, but you want a real practice. You want to like compete. You want to like start running, into, start, start running into some people and like get into it. Cause you can only, you can only, generally only do so much prep until you actually have to like get into people. And, 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 and yeah, that, that time's coming soon for me as well. I think, uh, I'm excited. Usually once it, like Labor Day weekend hits and it's, it's kind of like, you're like, let's just start now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to, you know, to get to Philly and, and um, meet everybody and, and have a blast and, and get this thing started. 
One thing hasn't changed with Torts, though. Camp Torts is no day in the park, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, have, well, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> he said no one ever. <laughs> Mark, um, enjoy the rest of summer, what you got left, and, and the family. Um, I, I just want to bring up, too, the, the Stahl Family Foundation. I love what you guys have done helping kids with cancer. Uh, to me, there's no more noble cause in the world than that. How's everything going with that? It's going well. I mean, we, I mean, COVID kind of, you know, like everything else, kind of um, put put a pause on like on some of the events that we used to do and stuff like that. But we still have, we have, we we built up a pretty good nest egg into it where we still get to to donate yearly to to some great organizations. So um, yeah, it's really been a really been a cool thing for us. It kind of always brings our family together um, yeah. at any moment just to talk about, you know certain organizations or charities that we want to go to. And uh, it's really been a blessing for our family to, to be able to do that and give back to mostly in our community in Thunder Bay, which lacks you know, a lot of, um, you know, money and, and finance in, in certain areas, especially for families um, battling that kind of disease. So um, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. It's uh, it, it's been, uh, it's, 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 it's a great little thing for us and, and, and hopefully it just keeps on growing. Yeah, great perspective uh, added there as well. Uh, appreciate it, Mark. We'll see you soon. NHL season right around the corner. Thanks for doing this. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Mark Stahl for taking the time out of his. I'm, I'm sure it's a busy summer when you're changing teams. I know he just, prior to the interview, told me he just moved into his new house and uh, has three kids up in the Connecticut area and going to be a lot closer to home uh, playing here for the Flyers uh, than he was perhaps in Florida and obviously in Detroit as well after spending 13 years with the New York Rangers. He was a first-round draft pick way back, way back. I'm I'm not going to date him that much, but 12th overall in the first round back in the 2005 NHL entry draft and uh, had three other brothers at two still active, Jordan Stahl and Eric Stahl, and Jared Stahl, his youngest brother, uh, was also an NHL player as well. So hockey family, and we appreciate Mark taking the time to join us on this episode of Flyers Daily. We'll be back Friday. How about another brand new episode as we get closer and closer to the NHL season? So join us then on a brand new episode of Flyers Daily.